everyone and welcome to the Menatites Podcast. Now before I get into today's topic for the podcast, I just want to take this moment to say Aquaman has reached $1 billion worldwide and I am so fucking happy about that. Seriously, congratulations to James Wan, Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, Patrick Wilson, all of the cast and crew of the film for their well, well, well earned success. And I could not be prouder to call myself a DCEU fan, and I can't wait to add Aquaman to my Blu-ray collection, as I freaking loved when I saw it in theaters a couple weeks ago, and I'm just so happy to see the success that it has reached, because for so many decades, Aquaman has been considered such a joke by the general public, and I just, I'm just so happy to see this. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, we also got some news about Birds of Prey that they've officially started filming as of this past Monday, January 14th. So that means we will definitely get some kind of trailer at San Diego Comic-Con in July. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they have for us there. That's for damn sure. And plus, we also finally got our teaser trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home. And, well, I liked it. I really did. You know, to me, it showed just enough to get you hyped up to want to see the movie. But it also didn't give away too much of the plot, which I really love because, you know, I I hate when I hate knowing too much about a movie before seeing it in theaters. I really do. I mean, they that they they did they fucked it up. No, it was a Hey, get 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 out of here! Get out of here! Get go! Uh, uh, sorry, damn cats. Anyways, where was I? Uh, yeah, uh, I really hate knowing too much about a movie before seeing it in theaters. Like with, you know, Avengers Age of Ultron, the trailers basically gave away the whole damn movie. All the commercials gave away everything, and it's just... Um, I mean, I still enjoyed it for the most part. It's just, you know, I hate when they gave away too much. Uh, and, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal looked great in the preview. Looks great as Mysterio. I've always loved Jake Gyllenhaal, so I know he's gonna fucking kill it. Just like Michael Keaton did as Vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, not exactly a fan of the Happy Hogan Aunt May thing that they showed in the trailer. You know, it feels too forced and just so unnatural from what they showed. And same shit with Peter and MJ, Michelle, whatever the fuck the J is supposed to mean. Uh, but other than that, I'm excited to see it. And I hope it's going to improve upon the things that I really loved about Spider-Man Homecoming. But yeah, July 5th. Can't wait to see it, man. It's going to be awesome. Now, let's get to the main topic for today's podcast. Now, this is another request from good friend of the show, Spaz Phoenix, where I'll be recasting the characters of the MCU and the DCEU using current WWE superstars. Now, I've never done anything like this before, uh, but I did have a lot of fun looking through the characters and deciding which ones I'm going to fan cast and which WWE superstars that I'm going to pick to fan cast them. Uh, and, you know, in addition to using the main roster performers, I've also tried to include some of the people from NXT and 205 Live and NXT UK. Uh, Alright, let's get started. And I'm going to start with the DCEU. And first up that I have on my list is Batman. And this one took me the longest to figure out. It was it's first on my list, but it's the last one that I that I 
you know, picked a superstar for. And after I finally looked through every member of the Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, NXT, and NXT UK rosters, my pick for Batman that I finally settled on, Alistair Black. Uh, not really, I don't really have a, a, a bit of specific reason as to why. Just, you know, every person that I looked through on the roster that I hadn't already selected yet for the other characters, he was the one that just stuck out the most for me. And I guess, you know, because he's, he kind of portrays a darker, you know, personality on, on NXT, and Batman is a pretty dark character for the most part, so... Uh, I don't know, I guess that's what it was. That's what just resonated with me. And, I mean, I love Batman. I love Aleister Black. So, hey, to me, perfect. Uh, but moving on to the next one for DCEU, we have Superman. And, honestly, who else could I have picked for this one? And I'm sure you were thinking the same thing. John Cena. Uh, you know, we always joke calling him Super Cena. And just, you know what? When I started making this list, I think that that was actually the first one that I that I put on the list after I made the list of all the characters. John Cena was the first one that I first name I added to the list on there with Superman, and, and I remember seeing a meme years ago where it was a, a Photoshop picture of the Superman suit from Superman Returns with John Cena's face on it, and I'm not gonna lie, it actually looked pretty perfect. <laughs> I mean, obviously John Cena's body. It's a little more muscular than, you know, the way Brandon Routh looked in Superman Returns, but, you know. <sighs> Sorry, I had to take a sip of my water. Starting to feel dry already. And uh, who else we got on here? We have Wonder Woman. This one was another one that, for me, was kind of a no-brainer casting. I know not everyone is going to agree with this one, or whoever is going to be listening to this, watching this on YouTube, whatever. Uh, but my pick for recasting Wonder Woman with a WWE superstar was Charlotte Flair. Um, and my reason for it is just at least looking at the DC characters, the DCEU, the DC Extended Universe, Charlotte Flair was the one that stood out to me pretty quickly when with regard to who I would pick for Wonder Woman. And yeah, I know Charlotte Flair is blonde, Wonder Woman is a brunette, but just, I don't know, just felt perfect for me, you know? Just, and, and I know, like, other superstars have worn, like, you know, a Wonder Woman-ish outfits on WWE television, uh, but just, I don't know, something about, to me, about Charlotte Flair that just screams Wonder Woman. I don't know what it is. Uh, next up, uh, we have Aquaman, the billion-dollar Aquaman, <laughs> and, of course, played by Jason Momoa, and, so this one, another kind of no-brainer fan casting for me, uh, it's Roman Reigns. And the funny thing is, because I'd actually read somewhere, the, the someone, like, during, like, an interview with that, uh, during the press, you know, tour for Aquaman, that someone had asked Jason Momoa if he knew who Roman Reigns was, or that if he'd been, uh, confused for him on the show, while out in public, and he said, yeah, he's been, you know, confused for him a couple of times, and he said that he would actually love to meet, love to meet Roman Reigns, and, uh, just little things like that just makes me love Jason Momoa that much more, uh, but yeah, uh, for, yeah, Roman Reigns as Aquaman, again, just kind of looking at it, you know, just 
based on the look alone, again, just kind of perfect in my opinion. And I know it's kind of, see, it might have seemed like I'm playing it safe with that, but just, I don't know, because I'm, I'm, I'm not going off the comic book version of the characters. I'm going off the versions that we have in the movies and who I see in my head playing these characters if it was WWE superstars playing them on the big screen. And again, Batman is played by Ben Affleck. I picture Aleister Black. Obviously, you'd have, you'd have to make a few changes. Superman played by Henry Cavill. I picture John Cena. Wonder Woman played by the gorgeous Gal Gadot. I picture Charlotte Flair. And Aquaman, played by Jason Momoa, I picture Roman Reigns. Uh, and we have Cyborg, who in the DCEU, at least as of now, is played by Ray Fisher. And uh, for him, another one that I kind of had a hard time with, but I ultimately settled on Apollo Crews. I'm sure not everyone would consider Apollo Crews for Cyborg, but to me... It just made the most sense. Out of all the African-American superstars in the WWE, him as Cyborg, to, again, to me, just made the most sense. Because you know, I, I could picture him being a, a Cyborg kind of character. And, uh, and and while talking about Apollo Crews, I'm just, I hate how since he joined the main roster, they haven't really done much with him. Honestly, it's he has so much potential to be something great. He could be... A, if they wanted to, he could be a great Intercontinental Champion or United States Champion. Or if they built him up well enough, he could be a great WWE Champion or Universal Champion. <sighs> but until that, until you know somebody decides to get off their ass and do something about it, you know, just somebody get, present him with something that he can work with. I don't know if we're ever gonna get to see something like that. <sighs> But moving on with DCEU characters, we have The Flash, currently played by Ezra Miller. And for that one, I had a few people in mind. But the one I settled on, because to me it made the most sense, is NXT North American Champion Ricochet. Let's just kind of think about it, because we've seen how what he can do in the ring. And a lot of those moves that he does can be very good if he were to play a character like the Flash. And because he is pretty damn fast, you know, himself. Uh, and while the Flash isn't exactly known for his his strength, uh, and his and, and exactly about his fighting skills, even though he is a pretty good he is a pretty good damn good fighter if you read the comic books and you know you don't pay so much attention to the CW version of played by Grant Gustin. Not that it's a bad show, just... Uh, he's a little too emo for my taste. But anyways, <clears throat> yeah, Ricochet has the Flash for the DCEU. And then the next one, uh, the first villain that I have on my list is General Zod, who was brilliantly performed by Michael Shannon in Man of Steel. Uh, still my favorite villain in the DCEU out of all six films that we've had so far. And for this one, kind of went back and forth on this one. But eventually, just especially based on current work that he's been giving us, I chose the new Daniel Bryan for General Zod. Because anyone who's seen Man of Steel, no, the, this, the portrayal of General Zod was that... <coughs> sorry. 
that while he was the villain, you ultimately, you ultimately kind of sympathize with him a, a little bit, you know? Because all he was doing was just fulfilling his duty that he was born for and was to protect the people of Krypton and he was just trying to bring Krypton back so that he had people to protect. And he felt wronged by what Superman did in destroying the world engine and all that stuff. And Daniel Bryan feels like he'd been wronged by the people of WWE up until now. And he feels that he is right, that he is righteous, that he is that his way is the superior way. And to me that kind of mirrors Michael Shannon's General Zod in a lot of ways. And plus I am also a big Daniel Bryan fan, so that just works out for me for that with that too. Because honestly, when you look if you look at it on like you know, on the surface, a lot of the stuff that Daniel Bryan is as is saying in his new new Daniel Bryan character not not really anything horrible, but the way he presents it, you know, make is what makes him the bad guy. And he does it so brilliantly that while we're supposed to hate him, we still love him anyway. <laughs> Alright, and then the next villain that I have on here is Lex Luthor, played by Jesse Eisenberg, and I'm one of the few people who will openly admit that he that I liked Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor in Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice? I know a lot of people hated him. That's fine. Good for you. I still I enjoyed him as as Lex Luthor. But who I picked from the WWE roster to play Lex Luthor? Again, going off of this version of the characters from in this film universe, I went with the Mad Scientist. The advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed Universal Champion, and that is Paul Heyman. Because, again, he's the mad scientist, and Lex Luthor is a bit of a mad scientist himself. Uh, particularly in this iteration of the character, because, you know, his mad scientist, you know, side of him created Doomsday in the movie. And also, he was manipulating uh, Batman and Superman into fighting each other. And, well, Paul Heyman can can kind of manipulate people as well. And uh, just, again, thinking about the character, the way they are pre presented in the DCEU, Paul Heyman was just kind of a no-brainer for me, you know? Because, again, like Luthor is a mad scientist to an extent, and Paul Heyman, you know, Mick Foley calls him the mad scientist. <sighs> you know, I think I'm going to watch some, you know, old ECW when I'm done recording this. Because right now it is, let me see what time it is, 2 a.m. Friday going into Saturday. And, yeah. <sighs> but moving on to the next character, we have Deadshot, who in Suicide Squad was played by Will Smith. And pretty damn good performance, I might add. And for this one, I'm just going to go ahead and say I didn't really have much of a reason. Just needed someone to pick for the role, and I, I picked Xavier Woods. Because, you know, nothing specific about Xavier Woods for me that made me want to pick him for Deadshot. Just, just thought about it, thought about it, looked it over everyone that's on the roster, and Xavier Woods was the one that just 
stuck out to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope I'm not doing a pretty. I'm not. I hope I'm not doing a shitty job on this podcast. It's just. Uh, yeah, it's been a long week for me. My schedule keeps changing so much, and I haven't had as much free time to devote to to this show. And doing the short videos that I do for the used to do for the channel with the breaking news kind of stuff. I know I said I was gonna try to do those again, uh, but just you know, my life has been just pretty hectic and busy, and haven't had as much free time as I used to. And it's gonna keep on being that way for the foreseeable future for at least the next four months. Uh, but you know, hopefully, it's, it's hopefully it all works out. You know, but you know. That's all personal private stuff, and none of you want to hear that. Or at least I'm sure most of you don't want to hear it. But, moving on to the next character, we have Harley Quinn, who of course is played by the gorgeous Margot Robbie in Suicide Squad, and will be reprising her role as Harley Quinn in Birds of Prey, coming out just over a year from now. And Originally, I was going to pick Alexa Bliss because, you know, you know, look at her. <laughs> uh, but, you know, then the more I thought about it, the more I thought about it, the more I thought about it. Instead of going just by how she looks, I went by the personality and how Harley Quinn is pretty damn crazy and psycho. And that's when I realized it can't be Alexa Bliss. It can only be Nikki Cross. Because uh, Nikki Cross is the twisted sister of NXT and... Uh, whichever ro main roster show she ends up on, she'll be the Twisted Sister of Monday Night Raw, Twisted Sister of SmackDown Live, whichever one. Either way, she's a Twisted Sister. Uh, who recently got married to Killian Dane, so congratulations to them. Um, but yeah, Nikki Cross, her psycho, you know, personality and her let's play, play with Nikki, you know, thing that she loves to do, just perfect for the playfully psychotic Harley Quinn character and honestly picturing it in my head her dress up as Harley Quinn looks pretty damn good <laughs> you, know, you can pick whichever version of Harley Quinn that you want uh, she could to me she could pull off any of them whether it's the full jumpsuit like in the animated series whether it's the uh, sparkly booty shorts and you know baseball shirt from Suicide Squad or the versions from the Batman Arkham games, you know, Nikki Cross could do them all. And of course, speaking of Harley Quinn, you know, you can't have Harley Quinn without the Joker, who is played by Oscar winner Jared Leto. And I enjoyed Jared Leto as the Joker in Suicide Squad, but we didn't get to see enough of him like we were supposed to, to really gauge how great of a performance it would be. But... For me, it came down to two actors—not actors, two WWE superstars, wrestlers—for the role of the Joker. Again, going by how psychotic and twisted and fucked up the Joker is supposed to be. The two that I came down to, and honestly, I still didn't pick—I still didn't pick one over the other yet. I'm down to just these two. I'm just gonna say Dean Ambrose and Tommaso Ciampa. And again. Either one of them could pull it off. Both of them are great at playing psychotic characters. 
especially Tommaso Ciampa in recent, and since he turned on Johnny Gargano at NXT Chicago, Takeover Chicago in 2017, uh, he's been he's massively played a psychotic villain character on NXT, and of course Dean Ambrose is the lunatic fringe, so you know there's that. Even though his recent turn started out great. But then it's, it is what it is right now, and hopefully they can turn it around by the time we get to WrestleMania, but we'll see. Uh, and then El Diablo, played by, uh, is it Jay Hernandez? Is that the name? Yeah, Jay Hernandez in Suicide Squad. Uh, played by Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah, I know they shorten hits to just Andrade, but I'm not gonna... I'm, I, to me, he's going to always be Andrade Cien Almas, and I hope eventually WWE will realize how stupid it was to shorten his name to Andrade, and they'll give him his full name back. Uh, I know, kind of, beat it, it might be a slightly racist, having a Mexican wrestler play a Mexican character for DC, and yeah, I admit, it's slightly racist, but who gives a fuck? It's my list, it's my show, I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Um, uh, because... Uh, Andrade Cien Almas, he's, god, he's just so fucking good in the ring, and that match that he had with Rey Mysterio on SmackDown this week was just, oh, that is pay-per-view quality right there, and, and I hope we get to see more of that, and that we get to see a proper 20 to 30 minute match on pay-per-view between the two of them, because... If they get if they get the proper time for on pay per view, they can give us a definitive match of the year candidate, no doubt about that. Uh, and other Suicide Squad character, because apparently this whole section is Suicide Squad characters, is Captain Boomerang, who was played by Jay Courtney in Suicide Squad, and I mean, really, who else could it be, except? Seamus. I mean, again, just going by the appearance, just look. Look at Jay Courtney as Captain Boomerang, and then look at Seamus. It's pretty dead on. Can't be anybody else, honestly. Uh, I mean, because the way he was presented in the movie, Captain Boomerang, he was presented as, yeah, he was a pretty badass, knew what he was doing, but he was also, he was also slightly goofy, and Seamus, he's a badass, can fuck you up pretty good. But he's also a little bit goofy. Um, nothing wrong with that. But yeah. Uh, another one that might seem slightly racist is uh, Katana, who was, uh, I believe, I'm trying to pronounce, I hope I can pronounce her name right again. It's off, off the top of my head. It's Karen Fukuhara, I think it was. Uh, and again, slightly racist, but, you know, couldn't be anybody else. Asuka, because Katana. Badass character, Asuka, badass wrestler, uh, both Japanese. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, and don't really have much else to, to go off of. Don't really have anything else to, dis to, dis to, to describe for why I picked her. Just Katana is a badass character, fucks everybody up with, with her, with her Katana, you know, her with the traps the souls. Of, the, of her victims, and then Asuka, the Empress of Tomorrow, uh, she's a badass that can probably 
crush your sternum with one swift kick to the chest. And yeah, <laughs> and I guess concluding the Suicide Squad section of this list, we have Amanda Waller, who was played by Oscar winner Viola Davis in Suicide Squad, and she was one of my favorite parts of Suicide Squad. She was brilliant in that. I loved her. And this one, I mean, and kind of another one that is just, I had to pick somebody, and this was who I picked, Bianca Belair of NXT, who was supposed to be taking on Shayna Baszler at NXT TakeOver Phoenix, so I look forward to that. That's going to be fun. And, yeah, don't really have much else to say about that. But moving on to some more villains, we have Steppenwolf, who was the the main antagonist of Justice League, and if you want to hear more about what I thought about the Justice League movie, go check out my Justice League podcast. I'll put the link in the description. And I picked for Steppenwolf, Baron Corbin. <laughs> and the reason I picked Baron Corbin is because, much like Steppenwolf, in Justice League, Steppenwolf had so much potential to be possibly be the best villain that we were gonna we, we were gonna get in the DCEU. And Baron Corbin, <clears throat> as the uh, evil authority figure for, on Monday Night Raw, had a lot of potential, and it just didn't work out the way we would have wanted it to, you know. Which is very unfortunate because, you know, I was a, I was a fan of Baron Corbin up until, you know, a couple months ago when his, uh, when his, when his GM character just started to annoy and pissed me off so much. But, you know, it was the whole point, so good job on them. Gotta take a drink right now. But yeah, it's... Because both characters had the potential to be great, and just didn't work out that way. And then next, we have Deathstroke, who was featured in the after credit scene of Justice League, played by Joe Manganiello, and have no idea if we're going to even see him ever again in the role, because he was supposed to be the villain for Ben Affleck's The Batman, before, you know, we all started wondering if he's going to even be Batman ever again. <sighs> now, hopefully we'll know more about that by San Diego Comic-Con this July, which I will have a show on that for that, like I did last year for 2018 San Diego Comic-Con, and that will also be my one-year anniversary show, so... Gonna try to make that one extra special. But for my WWE fan casting for the role, I picked Randy Orton. Because especially in the last couple of years, uh, well not last couple of years, but just last since Orton turned heel again last year, uh, he's been, you know, the badass, you know, take no prisoners, you know, psycho killer kind of uh, heel. Especially with his feud with Jeff Hardy and all that gnarly shit that he did with his ear. Oh, the screwdriver. Wow. But yeah, that's who I pick for Deathstroke uh, from the, with WWE Superstar Randy Orton. And the next villain, because moving on to the, I guess you can say the Aquaman portion of the list, uh, we have Orm, or Ocean Master, played by Patrick Wilson, who was just... Mwah, Perfection in the role. For anyone who saw the Aquaman movie, Patrick Wilson was just the best. 
And for him, another one who's a great villain, The Miz. And the version of The Miz that I'm picking is pre-co-best-in-the-world Miz. The Miz that was the best part of Monday Night Raw and, Smack and SmackDown Live for the first, uh, th I guess, three quarters of 2018, up until the World Cup tournament at Crown Jewel. Because uh, after that, Miz has been kind of has been more of a comedy character, which nothing wrong with it. He's he has good comedic timing, but the the asshole heel Miz up until you know the Crown Jewel tournament. That's the version of the Miz that I would want as Orm <laughs> in my in my DCEU. Uh, and then more Aquaman characters. We have Mira, who was played by the lovely and beautiful and talented Amber Heard. Whew. Yeah. And who did I pick for her? I picked the man, Becky Lynch. Uh, and yeah, I'll admit, a big part of that is because, you know, redheads. <laughs> But it's also because in Aquaman, Mira was fucking badass and looked damn good while she kicked ass. And then Becky Lynch is fucking badass and she looks good when she's kicking ass. And, and hey, you want a badass redhead? Re no badder redhead in WWE than Becky Lynch. And for Black Manta, who was another great, great villain in Aquaman, and I don't even remember how, I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name, it's Yaya something, whatever the fuck, I don't know. But for him, after giving it much thought, genuine thought, I picked Bobby Lashley for the role. And why did I pick Bobby Lashley? Because, just, even though he's not the most charismatic performer in WWE, he is a pretty badass fighter, and I honestly like. I actually wish that he would be like how he was in when he was in Impact for I think it was from 2013, 2014, uh, until early last year. It, yeah, I'll, yeah, I would say late 2013, early 2014, all the way up until early 2018. That was the Bobby Lashley that I was a fan of. Is you know talking about it with with a friend of mine the other day that I feel like Bobby Lashley showed more heart in his performances in Impact than when he came back to WWE, but that's that that's just my opinion. Uh, but badass fighter Bobby Lashley is who I pick for Black Manta, and then two characters from a as of yet to be released film which will be released in theaters in early April, WrestleMania weekend, as a matter of fact. And I'm, t I'm talking about the Shazam film. And the title character of Shazam, played by Zachary Levi, who I very much look forward to kicking ass in the role, because I'm a fan of Zachary Levi, and to me, he was just the absolute perfect person for that. And just thinking about like the story of Shazam, where it's a little boy who can tr transform... To this badass superhero just like that and after giving it some thought my pick Finn Balor and the reason I picked Finn Balor is because you know there's Finn Balor the man and then when
the situation calls for it, there's Finn Balor, Demon King, and he transforms into the Demon King. So, you know, Billy Batson transforms into Shazam, Finn Balor transforms to the Demon King. That's pretty much what I based it off of. And then his villain in the film, Dr. Sivana, for him, and kind of like with you know, some of the other people from before, like with Amanda Waller and Deadshot, where I just had to pick somebody. For him, I picked Cesaro, because just bald guy, kicks ass, awesome, yeah. And yeah, Savannah, played by Mark Strong, who was going to kick ass in that role as well. Now, moving on to the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, my casting for the MCU, starting off with Iron Man, and I almost had Ricochet for this one, but then I thought about it some more and reconsidered that, because the more I thought about it, then I realized there's someone else who is much more perfect for the role of Iron Man from the DC, for, uh, say DC, for the MCU from WWE, and that is the architect, the Kingslayer, Seth freaking Rollins. <sighs> because especially from the first Iron Man film he was awesome he was badass he was kicking ass and Seth Rollins he's awesome he's badass and he kicks ass and we love him for that and and hey he he loves the, these kind of stuff too because you remember at SummerSlam his outfit was inspired by Thanos so we know that at the very least he's a Marvel fan yeah, not sure if he's a big if he's big into DC comics or how much he's into into Marvel, but he his outfit at SummerSlam was inspired by Thanos, and even his his you know kick pad where he hits where he hits the the stomp was modeled after the Infinity Gauntlet, so that's pretty damn cool. Um, but that's my pick for Iron Man, Seth freaking Rollins, played by the brilliant Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man as well. And next on the list, we have Captain America, Steve Rogers, played by Chris Evans, who uh, I admit I did, was not keen on him when the first Avenger Captain America film came out. Uh, but then, you know, Winter Soldier was released and he won me over and, you know, I, now I loved him after that as Captain America. And for Captain America, honestly, who else could it be? Other than the Olympic gold medalist, WWE Hall of Famer, Impact Hall of Famer, Kurt Angle. Really, Captain America, WWE Superstar, who else? It can be anybody else except Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is a legitimate Ameri American hero, American champion, you know, world champion in amateur wrestling, gold medalist in amateur wrestling, world champion in professional wrestling. I mean, who else? can't be anybody else. Uh, and then moving on, we have Thor. Played by Chris Hemsworth, who and who I picked for him, another no-brainer because I remembered there was even rumors that he was almost going to be him when they were working on the when the film was still in development. And that is Triple H. Uh, yeah, I remember reading years ago, like around 2009, 2010-ish, during that period when Triple H took some time off and filmed a couple of movies, that he was in the running for Thor. That he was gonna. He was one of the pe people that auditioned for Thor. Uh, and how I don't know how it would have worked out. It would have been interesting, you know, because you know, Triple H does have a little experience wielding a hammer around. 
I don't man, I don't know. He's he's I mean when it comes to like acting acting Triple Triple H isn't the best. I mean he was he did okay in the chaperone. Uh he did better in the movie Inside Out, where with Parker Posey, Michael Rappaport, and Bruce Dern. Yeah. Yeah, but like like he said in the in the Kingdom like that Kingdom Come documentary that his mom his mom was saying is like it's like hey, you're not that good of an actor, <laughs> and it's true Triple H not that good of an actor. <sighs> and moving on to Thor's adopted brother Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston. And before I say who I have for the fan casting of that, uh, somebody some of these Loki fans. Annoy the fuck out of me. I just wanted to say that right now. With their theories of every character that's that that pops up, uh, that has popped up after you know Loki was killed at the beginning of Infinity War. Oops, spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it yet, he he gets choked out by Thanos, and Thanos crushes his throat basically, and he dies right there. And Thanos says no resurrections this time, but so many of his Little fangirls, yeah, because that's mostly women, that keep keep coming up with all these theories of, no, that's he's he's not dead. He only he he he's he's in disguise. Like, oh, that wasn't really Bruce Banner that was sent to Earth. That was Loki in disguise. Uh, and then the trailer for Endgame that came out with, you know, Scott Lang at the end of the trailer. Like, oh, that's not really Scott Lang. That's Loki in disguise. Like. Just calm the fuck down with your th with these Loki is is disguised as everyone bullshit theories. Just accept the fact that maybe he really is dead this time. I know he's getting the TV show on the DC you know streaming service, but that's supposed to be before all this shit happened, from my understanding at least. <sighs> Anyways, back on topic. My pick for. WWE superstar to play Loki. <sighs> Adam Cole, baby. <sighs> I admit, for that one, I actually had a little bit of help from, from a few people. Because uh, some of these that I really had a hard time picking, and so I, I reached out to some friends and they helped me pick a few of these people. And Adam Cole as Loki was one of those, you know, ones that I had help with. <laughs> Uh, but one that I didn't have help with, one that I actually did a, another one that was a very instant thought when I came up with the list, uh, was for Hulk, Bruce Banner, played by, well, originally played by Edward Norton in the Incredible Hulk movie in 2008, and then played by Mark Ruffalo in every film featuring Hulk since then, you know, of course being The Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron, and then Thor Ragnarok, and then Infinity War, and then Endgame. Um, for that one, I picked Braun Strowman. For that, because again, for me, for me, it felt like a no-brainer character to pick Braun Strowman as the Incredible Hulk, you know? Just think about it. Hulk? Braun Strowman. He's a hulking personality. Uh, even though he has that Superman tattoo on his left arm. Or right arm, I mean. Um... All that, but that was my pick because he's uh, at least as presented on the shows. He has super, super, super human strength. 
You know, he's flipped over ambulances, he's flipped over trucks, he's, he flipped over that limo on Raw this week. Uh, you know, he loves, he just loves flipping vehicles over. <laughs> and then, there we got Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff, played by the gorgeous Scarlett Johansson. <sighs> Sorry, just remembering her as the voice for the, for the OS service thing. Uh, Samantha, was, I think was the name, in the movie Her. Ah, <sighs> just, I don't know, something about, something about that movie that her voice just sounded extra sexy. I don't know why. <sighs> Anyways, <clears throat> WWE Superstar to play Black Widow. Uh, thinking about it a lot, thinking about it a lot. I settled on Lana for Black Widow. Because, uh, funnily enough, you know, Black Widow is supposed to be a, you know, a Russian spy character, and remember, Lana started out as a Russian character, if even though she's not really, really, really Russian, even though she was born in Russia, from my understanding at least, and she does know Russian. She is fluent in Russian. It's just, I guess those. That's all it was. Is that she's fucking hot and she speaks Russian. <laughs> uh, and. Hawkeye, another one that I uh, kind of had a hard time with. Of course, Hawkeye is played by Jeremy Renner, uh, for, uh, making his first appearance in the first Thor film. A lot of people, I think, forget about that. Then he was also in, of course, the Avengers, and uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Captain America Civil War, and he was absent from Infinity War, but he returns in Endgame as Ronin. <sighs> but for Hawkeye... Kind of a weird choice, but I picked Shane McMahon. <laughs> I don't know. I just for whatever, whatever reason Shane McMahon just stuck out to me more than anybody else when thinking about who to put for Hawkeye. I don't know why. Uh, and again, I'm, if this podcast is seems half-assed and pretty shitty to you guys, uh, well, fucking well. At the very, at the at, at worst, you know, you lose an hour of your day. Uh, but next on there we have Bucky played by Sebastian Stan. Another, even though I loved his, his performance in Winter Soldier, some of the Bucky fangirls do kind of annoy the fuck out of me so much. Oh, God. Anyways, uh, for him, this one is half. <sighs> oh, sorry. Um, I guess I haven't. Probably gonna have to skip ECW. I'm gonna have to go straight to bed after this. I'm yawning already. But um, this one is based, is half based on his appearance and half based on how badass, badass of a wrestler that he is. And I picked AJ Styles for Bucky because again, kind of has the look. He has the he has the the flowy hair and the beard, like you know that Bucky has in the in the recent films that he's been in, and. Also, Bucky's supposed to be a badass character, even though, you know, there's the inside joke that him and, you know, Captain America are butt buddies. <laughs> but he was badass killer. AD Styles, badass wrestler. And then we have War Machine, James Rhodes, uh, originally played by Terrence Howard, and then recast with <clears throat> Don Cheadle from Iron Man 2 on, uh, which. 
I hate I I can't stand Terrence Howard, and I love Don Cheadle, so that was an improvement in my eyes. Uh, for WWE Superstar, I picked NXT star Keith Lee. Uh, I'm sure he might not be most people's first choice, but just you know, considering how badass the character of War Machine is supposed to be, I pictured I pictured only Keith Lee. You know, he's the only one that I could picture for that, because uh, he's pretty fucking awesome and badass in the ring. He kicks ass and yeah. <sighs> and then we have Black Panther, uh, played by Chadwick Boseman. And for WWE Superstar, this one I debated back and forth, but I eventually settled on Kofi Kingston because just, oh, uh, isn't it obvious? <laughs> uh, but anyways, moving on, uh, Killmonger played by Michael B. Jordan. And for that one, I picked Shelton Benjamin because for me, that's that one is definitely a no-brainer kind of fan casting with WWE Superstars. And, ah, and, and, you know, while I'm on talking about show Benjamin right now, I hate that ever since he came back to WWE almost two years ago, uh, yeah, about two years ago, just, I hate that they haven't really done much of anything with him, and it's just, he is such a great, naturally gifted athlete, and his, as a, as a character, he's, improved so much his promo work is has gotten so much better it is why aren't they doing more with him i mean i mean we know he can we know he can give us some of the best matches out there i mean that match that he had with Shawn michaels on monday night raw in 2005 where Shawn michaels hit, hit him with that fucking awesome super kick while he shown was flying in the air that is one of my absolute favorite matches. And then the Intercontinental title match that he had with uh, Rob Van Dam at Backlash 2006. was another great one. The Triple Threat Intercontinental title match with Carlito and uh, Johnny Nitro. You know, he was Johnny Nitro at that time still. At the the Vengeance pay-per-view in 2006 as well. You know, Shawn Ben is just, he's just, a, again, such a great, naturally gifted athlete, and I don't know why WWE doesn't do more with him. He deserves more. And he's a freaking multi-time tag team champion, and a continental champion, United States champion. Do something more with him. You know, put him in the main event picture. You know, put whatever babyface, you know, that wants the WWE title sometime soon. Have him go against Shawn Benjamin for the WWE title. That'd be awesome. You know? <sighs> but moving on, here we got some of the Guardians of the Galaxy characters. Uh, we have Star Lord, played by Chris Pratt, who I you know I like Chris Pratt in most of his movies as a you know, human being. I'm kind of meh, uh, a little turned off by how overly religious he gets on some of these talk shows and award shows. But I promise that I wouldn't talk about religion and politics on this podcast, and I intend to keep that promise. But for the character of Star Lord, uh, going by the Chris Pratt, re you know, rendition of the character, where he's, you know, he's he does kick ass, but he's also kind of goofy, and for some reason, this one just stood out to me: Kurt Hawkins <laughs> or Brian Myers, whichever you prefer to call him. Uh, he just he, it just he stood out to me. For for a WWE version of Star Lord in the Guardians of the Galaxy films, uh, 
Uh, I I like Kurt Hawkins. He's, you know, I'm a big fan of the the major wrestling figure podcast that him and Zack Ryder have. Uh, and plus, he's a big New York Mets fan, and me being a New York Mets fan from Queens, New York, as well, you know, just makes me like him even more. <sighs> Sorry, you know, whatever you heard just now was me spraying my cat who was trying to eat my arm, and I got water all over my screen. And I'm reading this th my list off of, so yeah. Anyways, but yeah, you know, Kurt Hawkins, Brian Myers as Star Lord, uh, and then we move on to Gamora, played by the beautiful Zoe Saldana, and. For her, I picked Sasha Banks, and part of it is based on the how they both look, because they both have similar features, and just with Gamora, she does have like that per that reddish hair, and Sasha Banks has like a purplish reddish hair, so part of that was part of the influence, but also because <sighs> Gamora is a badass character, and Sasha Banks can be a pretty badass character herself. So that's why I picked her. Now the next one is Drax, who is played by a former WWE superstar, Dave Batista. Uh, so and I, I even debated on whether or not I should I should include him on the list because he is in fact played by a WWE superstar, although not a current one. So I instead decided I didn't I decided to include him on the list. And even though he's not active at the moment, he's still considered a current WWE superstar. I, I picked Big Show because, again, like you know, like Xavier Woods and Bianca Belair, you know, I just picked them because I needed someone. Yeah, and we have Rocket Raccoon in this one. Honestly, this one I didn't even put any effort into it. I just picked it because I thought it'd be funny. I picked Leo Rush for Rocket Raccoon. Uh, Ah, man. I mean, I like Leo Rush when he wrestles on 205 Live. Um, yeah, I know he's annoying as Bobby Lashley's manager, but that's the point. That's the whole point. He's supposed to be annoying. We're not supposed to like him as Bobby Lashley's manager. But, you know. Oh, and next up we have Groot. Uh... Oh, yeah, and also forgot to mention that Rocket Raccoon is voiced by Bradley Cooper. Uh, but the stand-in on the set, when he watched behind-the-scenes stuff for the movies, was uh, Sean Gunn, who was the brother of James Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And, and then Groot, who was voiced by Vin Diesel. I don't know who was the on-set stand-in for him. Uh, but for him, again... Just needed somebody to put in his place, so I picked Aiden English, which, wonder where he's been. I'm, I'm, I miss him on TV. Last time we heard anything from him was when his rivalry with Rusev just got killed within three or four weeks. Um, don't know what that's all about. But hey, you know, he's he's married to Eddie Guerrero's daughter, so, you know, he, he ain't living that bad. I mean, have you, have you been, I mean, if you've been following her on, on Instagram, seeing her, you know, her pole dancing videos that she does. <clears throat> <sighs> yeah. You'll be wishing you were in English. <laughs> uh, and I guess the last of the, 
characters for the Guardians of the Galaxy portion of the MCU. We have Yandu, played by oh. Michael Roker. And again, another one that I kind of just had to pick somebody, but this one actually kind of made sense when I thought about it, because, you know, I picked Kane, you know, or AKA Mayor of Knox County, Glenn Jacobs. <sighs> Cold Voss water. <sighs> if you haven't tried Voss water, by the way, just go out and buy and buy you a nice little six pack at Walmart. They because they do have those, and you know, it's for me. It's honestly the best and cleanest bottled water I've ever had. But anyways, uh, yeah, I picked Kane for the part of Yandu, and. Part of it is, yeah, because I just needed somebody to pick for the for the character, and also the other part of it is, I don't know, just, I mean, picture Kane, like, unmasked Kane, with the blue paint and the little fin thing on, on his head. Just picture that. It, does, it honestly doesn't look that bad. It looks it looks believable for, for the character of Yandu. It really does. Uh... And then moving on to the next one, we have Doctor Strange, uh, played by the always, always wonderful Benedict Cumberbatch. And for this one, uh, because of this, all the supernatural weird shit that Doctor Strange can do, I picked Bray Wyatt because, you know, supernatural weird shit. <laughs> and I wonder, when are we going to get to see Bray Wyatt? He hasn't been on TV uh, since... The, the triple threat Raw tag team title match uh, back in August before SummerSlam. I wonder, wonder when he's going to make his TV return if he, you know, if his cryptic tweets are anything to go by. So I don't know. Because uh, I remember we kept hearing all those rumors that he was going to come back in December and he was going to be the replacement for Braun Strowman at the TLC pay-per-view. But, you know, we saw how that worked out. Because uh, and those rumors started because he came out and did something to him at the Starcade House show, but they didn't show that portion of it when they had the one-hour special on the network. Oh, uh, uh, I miss Bray. Hope he comes back soon, and hopefully, you know, better things come his way. And then next up on my list for MCU characters, we have Ant-Man, Scott Lang played. By Paul Rudd, who I just absolutely love. Paul Rudd, uh, ev any movie I've ever seen with him, maybe with the exception of Halloween Six, I am not disappointed by him in these movies. Uh, I'm sure he would admit that Halloween Six is probably his worst, because uh, uh, you know he he had a Clueless, and a lot of people love Clueless, including myself, and. Uh, the Judd Apatow films like 40-Year-Old Virgin and Knocked Up and This Is 40. Uh, yeah, I love them in those movies. And what's the other one? Uh, 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 I Love You, Man. That was another one that was really good. Uh, the Anchorman films, of course. Those are great. Uh, anyways. <clears throat> Who did I cast from WWE Superstar for the part of Ant-Man? Well, I briefly mentioned it before when I was talking about Kurt Hawkins, and that is Zack Ryder, uh, or Matt Cardona. Uh, again, 
check out the major wrestling figure podcasts. You know, if you're a co- an action figure collector, wrestling action figure collector specifically, and I don't know, just get kind of basing it off of the personalities that you know Zack Ryder's kind of a goofy guy. Scott Lang was kind of goofy, but he was also smart and kind of badass. Zack Ryder is kind of badass. <laughs> You know, another fellow New Yorker from Long Island. You know, you know, always happy to, you know, to cheer on my fellow New York guys like him and Kurt. Uh, I know there's no di- no way in hell that they're either of them are listening to this, but you know, Kurt Hawkins, you know, Brian Myers, Zack Ryder, Mark- Matt Cardona, love you both. You know, shout out from a fellow New Yorker. Uh, and then we have Wasp. From Ant-Man and the Wasp, who was played by Evangeline Lilly, who, yes, she was great in the role. Although, you know, it was at the expense of dubbing down Scott Lang in the sequel, but, you know, want to hear my thoughts on that, check out my MCU podcast that I did from three weeks ago. Was it three weeks ago? No, it was four weeks ago, because I remember I did it the week before I saw Aquaman. But, um, yeah. I, for that one, I picked Bailey, partly because I just needed someone to pick, and also because just she was the only one that, for me at least, it made that made the most sense. Uh, it just it stood out, uh, and I love Bailey, and just oh, uh, just can't just she stood out the most for me when figuring out which WWE superstar to fan cast in the role of the Wasp. And then up next on this, we have Spider-Man, Peter Parker, played by Tom Holland. And again, as I've said many times before on previous podcasts, Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel Comics character. My number one favorite Marvel Comics character. And I've loved all of the Spider-Man movies. Uh, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man Homecoming. And then we got Spider-Man Far From Home coming out July 5th of this year. Uh, Spider-Man 2 is my number one favorite, and it has been since I first saw it. Number two on my favorite Spider-Man movies is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which I saw three weeks ago, and it was just brilliant. I loved it. It It's legitimately one of the best comic book superhero movies I've ever seen, and is my number one, honestly, uh, even above Avengers Infinity War as my favorite comic book movie of 2018. For me, it really, it was that great. And uh, it is, it was the first first movie in a very long time that legitimately had me smiling from start to finish. Because ah, it's just so many things in that movie that I grew up on from the comic books and the cartoons and the previous Spider-Man movies that just, it was just... It was so perfect, and I hate that not enough people are watching it. It's it's such a great movie. Go go see it. Make help help it make some more money. It's it's winning all the awards. Help it get some money too. I mean, it won a Golden Globe for best animated feature. Won a Critics Choice Award for best animated feature, and I hope it will get the Oscar for best animated fe- feature because it is just. 
such a brilliant movie, and I can't wait for the Blu-ray for that one to come out so I can add it to my collection and have the it's the, the complete Spider-Man, you know, movie collection. Sorry, because my you know Amazon purchased recent purchases, I got the the limited collections of the Sam Raimi trilogy that has the Spider-Man 2.1 extended cut and then the editor's cut of Spider-Man 3. And I've never seen that one. And I'm curious to see how much different that one is. I used to have the D the DVD of the Spider-Man 2.1 with the added scenes that were that were in there, and uh, you know, as with most extended cuts, it's better. And I mean, I mean, Spider-Man 2, either version, the theatrical one or the extended cut, perfect, best Spider-Man movie I've, I've ever seen. Uh, extended cut, I just like a little bit more because, you know. I don't know. I, just, I like I like extended cuts of, of most movies, uh, but anyways, back on topic. Who did I pick first from WWE to be Spider-Man? Again, another one where just who else could I have picked? But the master of the six one nine, Rey Mysterio. I mean, really, how many any one of us fan casting Spider-Man from the WWE superstar? I'm pretty sure nine out of ten would pick Rey Mysterio. I mean, come on. You know, he's the the WWE's he's basically WWE's resident superhero. You know, he he's he's cosplayed, you know, as as some of these people. He had the the Daredevil outfit at WrestleMania 19. Had was dressed as the Flash at WrestleMania 20. Uh, was dressed as Silver Surfer at WrestleMania not WrestleMania SummerSlam 2007. Was Avatar at WrestleMania 26 was the the Joker at WrestleMania 25 and dressed as a as Captain America at WrestleMania 27. Uh, curious to see what he'll wear for WrestleMania this year since he's you know he's back full time with WWE after you know a couple of on and off appearances th throughout 2018. Uh, and I wonder who he's going to fight at WrestleMania cuz you know because I feel like that you know this is gonna be his last big run, and that he's gonna you know retire from the business completely with after after his time with WWE finishes. Uh, so you know, depending on how much longer he's gonna go, you know he's gonna need he's gonna need some some pretty big opponents for WrestleMania. Because you know yeah you know, we don't know how many years he has left in him. He's been doing this for like thirty years. So you know. uh, uh, but. Next up we have is from is Vulture, who was played by brilliant played by Michael Keaton in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, seriously, if you haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming and you've only heard about people talking about how great Michael Keaton was as Vulture, I encourage you to check it out because he is pretty much everyone's favorite part of that movie. He was just brilliant and is one of my favorite villains of the entire MCU. But also, you know, Michael Keaton is one of my favorite actors, and just he was—he was, he was just—he was perfect. <laughs> uh, for who I picked for him, this one was another one that it just instantly came to me when I was thinking about it, and that is Drew McIntyre. That I don't know for me for whatever reason in my head when I was going through these fan castings, I pictured Drew McIntyre as the Vulture, and it just made the most sense to me. I don't know what it is; it just made the most sense to me, you know. Uh, I, I loved it. I do. But, uh... And next up, we have another one that her first film will be coming out in March. Uh, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, who is going to be played by Brie Larson. 
And I know not a lot of people are excited for it. I am, because I I love getting to see these movies. And I am a fan of Brie Larson. I loved her in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I loved her <clears throat> in the Kong Skull Island. I loved her in in uh, in Room, uh, the one that got her an Oscar. And I look forward to seeing what she does as Captain Marvel. And who I picked for fan casting is actually the same person that a lot of fans fan casted when they announced that they were doing a Captain Marvel movie. And that is current WWE Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey. Now just do a quick Google image search and type in Ronda Rousey Captain Marvel. You'll see a shitload of Photoshop images of her as Captain Marvel. And... Just, again, it was a no-brainer. You know, people had been fan-casting her as Captain Marvel for years, and she even acknowledged it by sharing some of those edited images of her as Captain Marvel. So, yeah. And then we have Nick Fury, the one who... the mind behind the Avengers. And this one, really, really, really debated on it. I couldn't really figure it out. But eventually I settled on Big E. Uh, partly because, again, I just, like some of the others, I just needed somebody to put in place, but also because just, I don't know, to me, Big E looks like a guy that he can get shit done, you know? <sighs> and then the last one that I have on my list for the MCU, that is Thanos, who, in his mid credit scene in the first Avengers film, was played by Damien Portier, and then after that was played by Josh Brolin, uh, starting from his couple of scenes that he had in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, then the mid credit scene in Age of Ultron, and then, of course, Infinity War. And we'll see more of him in Endgame. How much more? I don't know, but we're, su we're supposed to. And for that one, this one's kind of half joke, but also kind of half, and also, but also serious. Because, and I picked Vince McMahon. <laughs> I know that might seem like a funny casting for some people, but. Think about it. You know, Thanos made half the universe disappear with just one snap. And Vince McMahon, the chairman of the WWE, he could make half the roster disappear in just one snap. <laughs> uh, remember, Vince McMahon, he, he has the power in WWE until he says otherwise. Uh, so yeah, just, and even just, you know, if someone out there listening to this can do a Photoshop image of Vince McMahon as Thanos, I would I would love you. I really would. That would, that would I would love to see that. In fact, if you want to do Photoshop images of all these all these characters fan casted, go ahead. Somebody out there who's good at Photoshop, send me send me these images. You can send them to my Twitter at IamFostitude. All right, guys. That is who I would recast for the DCEU and the MCU using current WWE superstars. Now, I hope you enjoyed listening to me to talk about it, because I enjoyed doing it. And, and I'm sorry that I didn't get to put this up on Friday like I usually do, as I said before. You know, I've just been exhausted from the week, and my schedule's been just changing a lot in recent weeks. And... I had a lot of free time, and it's going to continue to be the case f over the next four months or so. And hopefully, I'll you know eventually manage 
to find a way out how to get this thing back on schedule. And if you paid attention to my other social media and on the YouTube channel homepage, I even went ahead and changed my banner from saying new episodes every Friday to new episodes almost every Friday. Uh, because, you know, again, I try to get these out every Friday, but when I'm not able to, they go up on Saturdays sometimes. So that's just what I'm going to try to do, get them up on fr Fridays as much as I can, and if I don't, you know, I'll let you guys know, and then I'll put them up on Fridays. So, <sighs> yeah, and before I do close this podcast, I wanted to take this moment to encourage all of you to please click the link in the description to order the All the Gods t-shirt, I believe, and co-designed by Zack Snyder. And it was done to help raise money for the Suicide Awareness and Prevention Charity, uh, which 100% of the funds raised for the shirt, from purchases of the shirt, will go to the American Suicide Prevention, American, ah, the American Foundation for Suicide Awareness and Prevention. Sorry, just, yeah, and it's, you know, almost three in the morning, and just, yeah. And as of this recording, there there have been over 2,500 shirts sold, with over $51,000 raised, and their original goal was to raise just $1,000. So this is this is a wonderful thing that I am happy to have contributed to myself. And the description is, sorry, again, the link is in the description. Go click it, order yourself a shirt, help contribute to the cause. And then next week, I will be back with my predictions for WWE's 32nd annual Royal Rumble pay-per-view event, which, of course, kicks off our journey on the road to WrestleMania 35. And the following week, I'll be talking about toxic fans and toxic fandoms, which I have done before on previous podcasts, but I felt like I have a lot more to say on that particular subject. And again, I'm going to try to get these out on the Fridays that they are currently scheduled for, and if I don't, again, just follow me on social media, and I'll let you know what's going on. Uh, and as always, feel free to tweet me, at IamFossitude, if you have any suggestions, or if you have any questions for me, or if you want to keep up to date on any news regarding the podcast. Uh, you know, again, I'll take all your suggestions into consideration, and I will answer any questions you have on future podcasts. You know, not a lot of you do send me questions. In fact, none of, nobody sends me questions uh, to answer on here. But, you know, so please, if you have anything, just send them and I'll answer them. I promise. And again, thank you all so much for watching and for listening. And I'll see you all next week. Bye.